0: You're listening to another network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower
1: Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 312, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as a Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, what would be different in your life? if fear did not get a vote? Well, we're going to find out today as we dive deep into that conversation. Joining me on today's show is Alex Persglove. Now, Alex, she is a business and a success coach, and she guides business owners in achieving their audacious goals while creating more success, impact, and fulfillment in their lives. Now, her clients have ranged from leaders of multi-million dollar companies right through to solopreneurs who are just getting started in their business. Now, she is an certified executive coach with the CEC which is and a cultural transformation consultant with the BVC as well as success principles trainer with the Canfield training group now on today's show specifically Alex is going to share how we can step out of fear, and Live by Faith. She's going to talk about the truth about people-pleasing and approval-seeking, hands up, if, if that's something that sometimes we uh, are a victim to, as well as the beauty of living a life of full expression and how to create space for your employees, your clients, and or your loved ones to be fully seen and heard by you. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm really excited to be here. This is one of my favorite topics ah, to talk about, I and I think that. it's yes. so important.
0: It is, it is. I always love to give my guests um, an overview or an opportunity to provide an overview of how they got into the business and into the arena that um, they're now in. So, as I mentioned in your introduction, you've got a lot of certifications. What drove you to, uh, to, to to this business?
1: Yeah, so my story actually, it really ties into what we're talking about today, because this is the first experience I had of really having a really life-changing and difficult, challenging experience. And when I learned how to move through the fear, it really led me to where I am today. And so I actually started out in my career working in the film industry in Los Angeles, California. And I had dreams of becoming a producer and was just very interested in that line of work. And a few years into being in the film industry, I realized that I was very unfulfilled. I felt purposeless. I was completely misaligned with the culture. I wasn't deepening my faith in any way. Um, I wasn't growing, I wasn't being challenged. And then very unexpectedly, I was diagnosed with a tumor in my pancreas. And we weren't sure exactly how serious it was when I was first diagnosed. And so that was such a wake up call for me. I remember thinking, I didn't care about making a movie. I didn't want to be living my life on autopilot anymore. I wanted to have so much more significance and meaning in my life. I wanted to share more love and receive more love. I wanted to do more for the Lord, I wanted to make a greater impact. And so I really it was such a time of evaluating my life. And fortunately, it turned out that my tumor was really rare, it was not aggressive. And so I was cured by surgery, which I was very blessed and grateful for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really woke me up. And I decided to completely shift industries, I started seeking a deeper purpose, seeking my calling, really trying to dig into what God really wanted me to do, and took a few different turns along the way and ended up discovering coaching. And it really spoke to me uh, to want to get into this field because I realized how important it is to be living life with purpose and what a difference it can make when you're really following the dreams that he's put on your heart and following your calling and living without fear and living in a way that's really purposeful and aligned with you. Mm -hmm. And so I want to help others do the same. Yeah. Isn't it
0: interesting how uh, the Lord will often um, put instances, situations, circumstances, often to do with your health or the health of loved ones as a wake-up call. And there's nothing like that. Not that we want people to experience that, but when you're faced with that, that it really aligns everything, isn't it? It puts everything into perspective. And uh, I love that now you're able to share the journey you went through, because there may be someone listening, watching um, today or even the recording later that is right in the middle of uh, what you've gone through. So let's dive in, how to step out of fear and live by faith. Obviously, when the situation, you just heard about this, um, take us back to that. What were some of the things that you did looking back? Often, you know, hindsight is a wonderful teacher, but what were some of the things that you started to do that now looking back you can see really helped carry you through that those difficult times? I'm sure they must have been very difficult times
1: oh absolutely and so i and i really do believe it's interesting i've been thinking back and reflecting on this time a lot recently because we are in such challenging times in our world right now and people are going through a lot of difficult experiences whether it's health related or your business or being quarantined and so i really believe and i learned through my experience that you have to give yourself a lot of grace and allow yourself to really feel the emotions to step into the pain, to step into the sadness and really bring everything to God and be willing to be really honest and transparent and to sit in that discomfort because it's in the discomfort that we end up finding growth, that we end up deepening our faith, that we end up getting more clarity and more uh, purpose and direction. And so it's first allowing yourself to really sit in that emotion or else it becomes kind of spiritual bypassing. You try to push it down and then what you resist persists. And so it's first stepping into that and acknowledging what's really going on and then shifting into a state of real curiosity instead of making yourself wrong or putting yourself down or blaming yourself or beating yourself up or going down the rabbit hole of fear. And it's getting curious and looking from a place of observation. Okay, Lord, what's really going on here right now? Why am I having these fears? What's coming up for me? Where's this coming from? And what's the growth opportunity in this? Because our fears, in a way, can be a real blessing when they're activated because it points us to our greatest growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. When we see what we're afraid of so often, God is actually calling us to move through that fear in order to grow and reach the next level and create a greater impact yeah. and deepen our faith in Him because yeah. it's. Through the the discomfort zone, that we can really deepen our faith and our purpose. Yeah, one of the
0: words that I have come, which I really didn't even like many years ago, and through similar um, circumstances, obviously not what you've described, but every one of us has mm-hmm. has something in our life that has really caused us to go, wow. Mm-hmm now okay how and how we move forward is very much going to be determined in what what we reach out to and one of the word is surrender and i think for me and what you were what you've just explained beautifully is something we need to surrender ourselves to that to feeling that and to, to being able to he- deal and heal with it and often the healing is not through ourselves but rather through obviously you know the holy spirit working through us and then we realize then as we Move through that; that there is a level of strength that he shapes the character, isn't doesn't he? He really shapes the character, and and looking back then, as you've grown through that, I'm sure now there are things in you that you can see have only come through um, allowing yourself, as you said, to step in to the emotion to actually feel that. And not sweeping it under the carpet because we carry it around with us and we're our emotional beings, aren't we? So we need to to deal with it. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, I really believe there's a reason God talks about rejoicing in our sufferings. And so it's we have to go through and actually step into the suffering and embrace it and own it before we can really rejoice in it. But there is something to be rejoiced in in experiencing that suffering because it's okay to feel pain. It's okay to feel sadness. It's okay to be angry at God or to have doubts or fears come up. We're human beings. And so that we were built with these emotions. We were created with this process. So we're meant to process our emotions and to give ourselves grace for what comes up. And then our real power comes from stepping into that place of rejoicing and seeing the opportunities in it there's always opportunity in every challenge doesn't make it not hard but there's always opportunity
0: yeah and i think when we allow ourselves to do that and we really put our faith and trust in him that's really what he he's wanting isn't it and you know sometimes when you talk about it with people who don't understand it is quite hard to 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 fathom in some instances isn't it but that's because god often moves in ways that we would not expect we would love to have everything lined up not to have to experience those you know those those yeah circumstances that we have to the valleys in our lives have However, when we don't do it alone, and I'm going to ask you in a moment, so perhaps you might have a, a list or a couple of Bible verses. That's what I often turn to because it's like per, you know affirmations. You talk about affirmations, but when you speak the word of the Lord over your life, that's when things that, you know, that, and this morning's in my um, devotion, it's a peace. It's a peace that just that you, people can't understand that really comes over you, doesn't it? Share a bit about some of the verses or some of the things that you did was it prayer to get you through that
1: and i can tell you i use this process through every challenge i go through so Mm -hmm. whether it's something as big as being diagnosed with a tumor at 24 or something as simple as well i shouldn't say simple but something not quite as grand scale as you know dealing with a conflict with a client that you have to sort out or dealing with someone um challenging your content or, you know, just things that you go through in business when you put yourself out there or dealing with rejection. If you have someone tell, you no in a sales call or all those different kind of things. So it's anything that really activates you or brings those emotions up and requires you to lean into your faith. I find that this is really beneficial to again, embrace and, and acknowledge the emotion and then look at it with curiosity, observation, and then really ask the Lord, okay, how am I supposed to go through, grow through this? Where are you asking me to go now? How are you asking me to move forward? And so a Bible verse I've always clung to, and I really clung to it uh, when, I, when I had my tumor, that it's so short and simple and sweet, and I love it. It's so powerful. And it's um, Psalm 3011, you turned my wailing into dancing. And I just absolutely love how that represents that concept of rejoicing and suffering of you can be wailing or lost or not know what's next there. You can be facing difficult circumstances and challenges. And no matter what, the Lord can turn that into dancing. And I just find that so beautiful Mm -hmm. and such a great reminder that we are meant to rely fully on Him and trust that He is always holding us. And things are always working out for his good purposes. And so even when it's hard, we're meant to trust in that and to keep moving forward in how he's calling us to grow and to make an impact and to really seek him even further.
0: Yeah, amen to that. Let's talk about something that I'm sure many of us at one stage or another can resonate with. Maybe this is something that some people are still struggling with, and that is people pleasing and approval seeking. Share a little bit more about this.
1: Yes. So I see these concepts tied heavily into fear. And you mentioned this question that I love to ask at the beginning of the podcast of what would be different in your life if fear did not get a vote. And something that was really so impactful for me and really changed the course of my business was when I really dug deeper into understanding people-pleasing and how it was showing up and slowing me down in life and in business. And so, so often people tend to think of people pleasing as, oh, something that comes from a place of humility or something that you're doing to spare someone else's feelings or to be kind or to be in service in some way to this other person is what you might tell yourself. And in actuality, if you're pushing down what's real and true for you, if you're pushing down your thoughts, your beliefs, your perspectives, what you want, and not being honest about it, that's actually coming from a place of wanting this person to like you or to approve of you. So anytime you're altering your behavior in order to avoid someone else's potential reaction, then you're actually serving your ego. You're not serving the other person. And so I really believe that, um, and I've worked with clients and had friends who have misinterpreted the concept of dying to self and having humility as a Christian, from that standpoint of, oh, well, I'm always going to be sensitive to others, avoid offending anyone or avoid someone's potential reaction. And in actuality, that's not dying to self, that's serving yourself and your ego. And it's not stepping out powerfully and boldly in the way that I believe God calls us to live. I believe he calls us to really stand for the truth, for what's on our hearts, for what we believe in, for the dreams he's put on our hearts. I believe we are meant to be unapologetic about the vision that he gives each of us. And Mm -hmm. so many people end up censoring what their vision actually is, or really putting themselves out there, or even in leadership with employees, you can end up being afraid to clarify expectations or give honest feedback for fear of how someone might feel or respond. And in the long run, that's never in service to somebody else.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, everything that you said there, totally agree with. And it can often be very difficult to understand that and actually take the steps to enable your voice to be heard. What are some of the things that you did? Because I know um, in my instance, sometimes you would say yes to, to something or agree to do something because you just didn't want to go into the conflict of it. But as you say, if it's to, um, yeah, if it's to to, to, to feed in ego and, and just to, to not really allow you to have that conversation. It's, it's not going to support anybody. So what are some of the things that you did to help you stand up and have that voice?
1: Well, it's really first a matter of getting really conscious of it. I'll be transparent. The first thing I did when I became really aware of people pleasing and how it was showing up in my life and business, I started just keeping a list. Every time I recognized that I was Saying something I didn't mean or like you said, agreeing to something because you just, well, you don't want to make it awkward by saying no or hurt someone's feelings or it's just easier to say yes. And especially as an entrepreneur or business owner, you can end up overwhelming yourself so easily that way by saying yes to everything and everyone for fear of hurting someone's feelings. So the first step was really raising the awareness of it, getting really conscious of it. And then I'd always go back to that question. I love to ask myself this question a couple times a week. What would I do if fear didn't get a vote? And this really tied into actually about a year ago this month, I was looking at whether or not I was going to renew a contract with a client that was really in a bit of a different space from where I was taking my business. And I'd worked with this client for years. They were a a very significant client of mine and i got to this place as i was raising awareness of the people pleasing where i realized that i didn't actually feel really inspired or called to keep working with this client cuz god was really leading me in a different direction mm-hmm. with my business and i asked myself that question what would you do if fear had no vote the only reason i was being led to say yes to keep renew- or to renew the contract mm-hmm. was because of i was afraid of how they'd feel or how they'd take it what they would think And that comes back to serving my ego and not actually following how God's leading me. And so, so often that can also derail us from the path he's really directing us on.
0: Yeah, so true, and I think also too, when you think of businesses in that sense, um, clients who have signed a specific contract and who are continuing to increase their expectation above and beyond, we have to feel comfortable and able to have those conversations, don't we? To say, well, actually, this is the contract. If you would like me to provide additional services, I'd be happy to write up a new contract or a, an agreement to see. So we have to be comfortable in doing that, and there's nothing wrong with doing that because otherwise you're going to burn yourself out, aren't you, in that situation? And and I am a firm believer in that where it's showing up in one area of your life, it's probably showing up in other areas of your life too. And I know as Christians often we feel, especially as entrepreneurs, I mean our mission is our business and we can make an impact in that way too and, you know, bring glory to the Lord in the way that we do our work, do it with excellence and integrity, yet we also know that um, um, there are lots of opportunities and there's a need also within church community. And so we may feel that by saying no, we're actually letting people down. Um, and then we end up stretching ourselves way too thin and and both our business and our contribution in that area can, can suffer too. And uh, I love the way that you've role modelled how to approach that. And that's something that we need to bring to prayer, don't we? Um, and ask, you know, is this where you really... Want me to to walk and to uh, take on, and if the answer is no, then be able to have that that uncomfortable convers conversation. Approval seeking is something too, isn't it? I mean, because we want to be liked. Did you find that after you started to have those conversations, you were far quicker in being able to recognize it, probably said a prayer because we're always going to say a prayer before we have a conversation, don't we? Um, Right, The strength to be able to do that. Do you find that it's become easier for you now?
1: Yes. I'm so glad you asked that because as soon as you start shifting a long learned behavior, it feels really uncomfortable. Anytime you start stepping out and doing something differently, that massive discomfort hits you. Mm -hmm. And so once you move yourself through it and really, again, step into that discomfort, allow yourself to feel whatever emotions come with that and to look at it with curiosity, to be open. And again, really committing yourself to following how God is leading you, what he's placing on your heart. Like you said, taking it to prayer and getting really clear on where am I really being led here? Is this really in alignment with the vision that he's given me? Is it in alignment with how I'm called to show up and and what I'm called to do? And if it's not, the answer is no. And, and it is uncomfortable. And the more you do it, it's like a muscle, right? It's a, a practice. The more you do it, the more you strengthen that muscle and it gets more comfortable. And there's also a real beauty in becoming fully expressed with the people around you and being more honest and being open and direct and, and also receiving other people's expression, it's kind of a two-way street with people pleasing. It's being willing to show up and fully express yourself and being able to appreciate when other people are expressing themselves as well. So if someone else tells you no or gives you their honest and direct opinion back to you, it's also a practice of appreciating that feedback or appreciating their decision, regardless if you agree with it or not. You can still appreciate that someone's been honest and open with you or that they're following what God's calling them to do or how they're being led. And so as you make that a real practice of giving and receiving expression, you start to experience the beauty of what it looks like to really live by faith and really live in alignment with what God is putting on your heart. And that's so powerful. And so when you start to see that power, it makes it less uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, Because one of the things that, um, you know, as you're sharing that, as we've mentioned or you've mentioned you know that people pleasing the approval seeking is really around our need to be liked and when we start to recognize that hang on a second that's not from the you know a place that I want to continue to interact with people then and then we bring that to prayer and we 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 are supported in that we're not triggered because often conversations and interactions, we're triggered and then they might say something and then we analyse it to the point where, you know, and it just is. That's the way that they are. This is and, and their approach and me. And, and yeah, it, there's a there's a certain sense of empowerment in that, I think, and strength that, um, yeah, you know that you're both coming from a, a, yeah, a place that you want the best. And sometimes that's no, you know, and that's right. okay. Yeah.
1: Right. No, is, it's okay.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the beauty of living a life of full expression, how to create space for your employees, your clients, or your loved ones to be fully seen and heard by you. I mean, we've kind of already touched on that too, but I, I love this. Let's let's bring this home and, and uh, share some more insights around this area.
1: Yeah, so to me, the beauty of full expression, and like you said, what we just talked about with giving and receiving people's honest and open perspective or decisions, that really ties into authentic leadership. And so I love talking about authentic leadership and creating your life from a place of authenticity because the opposite of authenticity is actually fear. The thing that repeatedly gets in the way of us being authentic, of us living how we were truly made and who we were made to be is fear approval seeking people pleasing and fear of also hearing other people's honest opinion like you said sometimes we can go down a rabbit hole if people give us non-positive feedback or if someone says no to us and you can question why they said no and do they not like me or did I do something wrong am I you know not showing up the right way and you can go down this rabbit hole versus embracing people showing up authentically and you also creating space for them to do that by being willing to receive them. And this applies to your partner, your spouse, your employees, clients, anyone that you have a relationship with, you can receive and encourage them and invite them to share openly what's true for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I can guarantee you, my husband and I disagree on things. We we show up differently. We, the way we do different things is, Mm -hmm. is very different. And We actually saw this great um, impact in our marriage and deepening in our marriage when we learned how to become really fully expressed with each other, and we learned how to receive each other and say, hey, how you do something, it might be different than how I do it, and I accept who you are. We were both beautifully and wonderfully made by God to be who we are, and I'm going to accept who you are. Now, there might be times that I'm going to state my preference for something if it's different from yours. It doesn't mean that you never communicate what you want, because that would also be people pleasing. Uh, But being willing to receive your spouse and being willing to make a space for them and say, hey, what's really true for you? I'm asking you to do this thing. Do you actually really want to do it? Or are you only doing it because you're afraid that I'll be upset if you don't? And if that's the case, then we're both serving our egos. And we're not actually allowing ourselves to be fully seen, fully heard and fully known by each other. And I believe that especially in a marriage relationship that that role models your relationship with God. And we are meant to be fully seen, fully known and fully loved. And so um, you can create that space, obviously to different degrees based on a spouse first client employee, um, but, or friend or family, but there's room when you show up, when you commit to showing up from a place of authenticity and inviting people's voices to be heard, to be fully seen. It creates Um, so much more engagement, connection, and more authentic relationships with each other.
0: Yeah, I think so. Because when you are communicating from that space and, and place, you want the best for both. Whereas if you're not, and you're going from a place of ego, often we don't here. And when I mean here, I mean really with the true sense of wanting the best for both parties. And sometimes that's different, isn't it? It, it really is. And, you know, often I find when people are not coming from that space of being able to fully express and you know be heard and fully expressed with the other we often will then hold things back won't we because we're scared that we may trigger people and even the simplest of comment can sometimes be completely misconstrued like well, you're looking really nice today well why do i normally look horrible that you, you know <laughs> you really bring these compliment, compliments and it's like yeah if you are, if you're reacting from that place, um, then you find that people often will not want to come and have a talk to you because who knows what you're going to be like. And I think that that really can often be what happens when we continue to go from that place of trying to people please and approval seek because it's exhausting, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we can't show up fully and be fully expressed and allow others to do that if we're continuously stuck in that cycle.
1: Absolutely. And it can lead to resentment. Mm-hmm. And because when you constantly push down what you want or you you take things on and then you get burned out or you break your boundaries with clients or with friends or family and you don't express yourself or say you express a boundary and they don't respect it and then you again push down what you want and say oh well I don't you know I don't want them to get upset with me so I won't say my boundary and then you wind up depleting yourself and it can lead to resentment and I believe resentment is the enemy of love and connection. Right? It really can lead to broken relationships in all yes. different facets. And so to me, that's why it's so important to really prioritize full expression and to mm-hmm. prioritize um, owning what's real and true and, and your calling, your vision, all those things, owning you yeah. Where God's leading.
0: Yeah. yeah. Something else that you speak you know, we're talking about um, being people pleasing and approval seeking and so forth. You know, sometimes too, if we find that we struggle to communicate and we have an expectation that others provide for us or, or react in a certain way because we love that, you know, we talk about a little bit about love language and things, you know, the expression that we feel validated. If we're unable to express that in a way that the the others around us, like, you know, our spouses or even our clients, it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to respond in that way because we haven't been clear. And often then we set that expectation, well, you should be doing this and this and that, but we've never had that conversation because we feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So it really puts that extra pressure on people, which is why it's so important to be able to have that conversation. And sometimes, you know, if we're thinking about Whether it be in a husband relation, you know, husband and wife, or whether it be in business with clients, we both want the same outcome. We both. Go about getting to it in a different way, and that's okay. But let's not judge, and let's not, you know, have to try and people please. Let's see what the best approach that we can get, so we can both come out with an outcome that, you know, we 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 both, um, yeah, enjoy, and we both want. And sometimes we're just speaking different languages. We want the same outcome, don't we? But just different languages or different means of of getting that. And it's being willing. I love the way you said, "Be willing to have that conversation." And create a space where uh, people can come and speak with you, so that it's not bottled up. Because eventually, it's going to it's going to come out. And wouldn't you like to be able to have that conversation with someone rather than it turning out to being a confrontation, but rather a conversation where both people feel valued, even if um, yeah, there are differences of opinion and so forth. So. Right.
1: And I love what you said. just said about seek. we're both seeking the same outcome. And I think that's another important piece in authentic leadership and full expression is coming from a place of being in service to the other person. And especially say it's a conversation with an employee and you need to talk about unmet expectations or broken boundaries or anything that's an uncomfortable conversation that you might be tempted to people, please. It's starting the conversation by acknowledging I'm sharing this feedback with you because it's in service to your growth. I wanna see you succeed, I believe in you. And I know that you're really capable of achieving XYZ. And so that's why I wanna have this conversation with you. And that's where it's so important when we do express ourselves, when we have these conversations to check yourself and make sure that you're not coming from your ego. And so it's important to ask yourself, am I approaching this conversation from a standpoint of wanting this person to like me or approve of me or am I approaching it from a standpoint of still being in a lot of anger and I want to put them in their place or prove them wrong? Because if you are coming from that point, then you're still in your ego and you're yeah. not yet mentally and spiritually ready to have that conversation yet. So if you first need to do some self-reflection and right. digging and, and get to a point of removing your ego, putting it in the passenger seat and mm-hmm. focusing on how you can be in service to this person. And even if it's with a spouse, that full expression, maybe you're coming at it differently But like you said, you both want the same thing. You both want to support each other and be there for each other. And so you're coming at it from being in service to the relationship because people-pleasing doesn't serve it.
0: No, and I think you know what a beautiful um, example would be. Now you you know you expressed, and it's so true. So many businesses are now finding that their team is working remotely because they're not able to work in the same location. And I think having a place or uh, having an environment where staff are able to, I mean, because it's it, it is, it can be very stressful for some who may not be used to working online. So imagine being. leader that um, doesn't isn't so firm in their expectations that this is the way that it has to be done but rather to to, you know love the way that you model that and to say well look we want the best and 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 that you can come to the workplace at the best of your ability how can we support you in doing that maybe creating some a a place or a space where, where staff can communicate and just kind of just release what's going on and you know if if of course, you've got a faith-based business where you're, you're open and able to have prayer, bringing them forward in prayer. You know, we should be doing that in business anyway, praying for our staff and, and our customers and suppliers. So... um Yeah, it really can, what we've been speaking about today, be looked at through the lens in so many different areas in our business. And of course, bringing it back to, is my action, is what I'm about to say, is my reaction, is it glorifying to the Lord or is it really just bringing me glory, you know, and, and people doing what I'm doing, or am I doing this for others because I really don't want to, you know, be in conflict? I think that's a great, uh, a great, uh, yeah, thing to really to, to have, you know, at the forefront all the time. I've loved our conversation today, Alex, and I know we've just scratched the surface. So for people yeah. who may um, be watching, be hearing this and would love to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Oh, yes. Great question. I would love to connect with anyone on social media. I'm on Facebook or Instagram. Um, You can also send me an email actually directly. I love to have conversations with people. I love to know what resonates if you've listened uh, to this interview. And I love to talk about this openly and figure out how can I support you? What questions do you have? What resonated and just have a conversation and go from there.
0: Yeah, fabulous. One of the things that I love to do at the end of each show, Alex, is just to finish with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Alex today and talk about such an important topic, which I know many of us uh, in business and even in life, uh, especially with what's going on in the world uh, today can can really relate to. And that is, of course, fear, fear of the unknown, fear of uh, what the future holds. But Father, we know that uh, even though we may not know what the future holds, we know who holds our future. And that future is a future of Um, just, you know, many instances, things that we would never have expected. But the most important thing, of course, Lord, as as Alex and I spoke about today, it is so important for us to lean into you, uh, seek your word, seek your counsel and have faith and trust that no matter how um, bizarre things are happening out in the world, you hold our future. There are incredible things in store and uh, we just uh, have faith that that is, is true. Father, I just want to uphold Alex and her family and her business and prayer Will you continue to bless the work that she is doing, the clients that she is working with. Father God, whilst the economy across all nations and uh, with within businesses is is just seems um, hopeless, we know that there is a God economy, and uh, we just trust you for that. And we ask that uh, the heavens, uh, you know, the the economy of heaven, the ideas, the blueprints that we know is going to turn this around, that will glorify you, will uh, come upon her and her business and her clients, and uh, even those that are listening and watching today. So Father we just want to ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've loved this and uh, I know that others who will be listening and watching will be blessed by this too. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic rest of uh, the day and afternoon.
1: Thanks Emery, you too. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by be the Movement.com changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com. That's bethedifferencemovement.com.